The year is 2101. You've been asleep for a long time because you're Ted Williams and you're getting woken up from your cryogenic freeze tube. And what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to pitch a no hitter against the Boston Red Sox. And you're also going to play every other position on the field. But right after that, you're going to listen to the podcast Deals and Scams. I'm Owen. I'm Sandy. And I'm Wayne. Welcome back to Deals and Scams, the podcast where we analyze the deals, the hottest deals and sleaziest scams. Give me the give me the deal this week, Wayne. What's the deal? The deal? Being rude to strangers. Okay. Let's hear so, it. We 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 talked about this before the episode, and we were thinking this might be too hot. This might be too hot for television, as they say. So well, it'll actually be too cold. Okay, cool. as in the cold shoulder. Oh yeah. Oh okay. nice. Okay. Okay. So so justify. So why would we want to be mean to strangers? All right, I'll be real. Like all my other deals and scams, this one is clickbait. <laughs> so I knew it. I knew it from Star Wayne. You didn't have to tell me that. Not necessarily being rude to strangers, but not engaging with society as a whole not saying hi to people on the street just ignoring them if you live in a big city as most people do Mm -hmm. at first i was pretty bemuffled by this you know i wanted a sense of a larger community okay uh but (laughs) now i'm now i've accepted it as the deal that it is to be rude to strangers give them the cold shoulder when i see the same guy bagging my trader joe's groceries i pretend not to recognize him and he <laughs> thankfully okay. does the same for me hold on wait i gotta i gotta stop you there because i feel as though when you bring in a deal such as this it usually tells me that you've had a personal experience something that made you feel this way like so with please Paula. exactly <laughs> so please tell us the origin story of right, why of story. why this is your deal so I live in the Bay Area, and recently I did the run Bay to Breakers. So it's a 12K where you run from downtown San Francisco to the Pacific Ocean, and it's 12 kilometers, mm-hmm. which is like eight miles or something. And it's a lot really fun because everyone dresses up, and um, it's just like a big street party. It's very fun. That sounds fun. Did, yeah. So you did this. Okay. Right. And so and, how did um, this convince you to be mean to strangers? Yeah. It seems like it would so increase far, your love of strangers. Exactly. So the reason I bring this up is because the reason I was looking forward to it for a long time was because it's this like very large scale um, way to participate in society. Usually I don't participate in society. I sit inside and talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. But on this day, I We're felt like society. I was, I was, you know, I was part of something bigger. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was giving high fives and I was, you know, dancing in the street and I was saying hi to people. It was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I was having this very like positive experience with like larger society, but I realized it was kind of um, unsustainable for a couple of reasons and mostly just because of its size. Like those people, um, those thousands of people who were running the street were all completely anonymous to me and i was completely anonymous to them um and it's not just like people running through san francisco it's on my street like on my single block which is fairly residential there's got to be at least like 200 people who live in all the houses and apartments and i have not talked to a single one of them twice i have had like i think the i think the concept of like neighbors has really is 
I don't know. It's not one that I ever interact with. Like, I, yeah, my parents have interacted with our neighbors, like when I was younger, but I feel as though, like, I don't see myself getting to know my neighbors, you know, that feels like a concept that, that, I don't know, most people just aren't, don't engage in, you know? Exactly. I feel, um, so in my head, I've like, uh, so I'm, I'm searching for a meaning, you know, I'm searching for a social place in broader society. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, I already have a, um, I already have a social place and that's just with people I already know. Yeah. It's like, I'm, it, it's very funny in that I feel as though when I'm interacting with the larger social fabric, it's very cold. Mm-hmm. It's like in order to get to know someone randomly on the street, I would have to run into them multiple times. And that just does not happen by like yeah. laws of probability. Yeah. And because of that, it's like, there's no, and, and weirdly enough, like I also participate in this, um, in this cold society. Like I, I both. Uh, so you're I'm, part of the problem is what you're saying. Exactly. Like I'm pressed up against the cold fabric of society, but I also constitute the cold fabric of society. Yeah. Like if someone tried to get to know me in the street, I would be like, you're insane. Like you're a crazy person. Yeah. Don't, don't try to talk. But, but so that's the thing. If you, that is being mean to strangers. So you are, you're taking exactly. your own advice. I, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm taking my own advice and being mean to strangers and I expect they to be mean to me until uh-huh. the moment we have a mutual friend. Right. Then you expect a degree of personhood from them, but that you wouldn't exactly. otherwise expect it's um it's like do you know how in like the early 1800s like in order to be introduced to society you had to be like you had you had to debut you know uh-huh. you had to be a debutante mm-hmm. that's how i feel it's like in order for me to talk to someone they have to be introduced to me somehow and um i i don't know i i kind of love that insane level of formality well, well my my question Sandy, yeah. because i yeah, feel yeah. as though we both have questions yeah so no, yeah we both have questions i got questions is I just don't understand why it has to be cold. That's what I, I'm not, I'm not getting here because from my perspective, if it was warm, you know, if people were just pretty warm to each other, that would be a very enjoyable experience. I don't necessarily have to be friends or even, even acquaintances with the people I see out in the world, but why, what necessitates this coldness in your, in your deal? That is a, I think there's uh, definitely room for being polite. I think you should always be polite to strangers, but you know, I don't think you should like, I will never attempt to be warm to them because that sounds like emotional labor and I'm not going to do that for strangers. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm I kind of agree in order to be, it takes a lot more effort to, to be active, like to be cold is passive while to be warm is active. Right. And it's like, yes, I, I disagree. I think there's a neutral. I think there's something in between cold and actively trying to be n- nice that's just uh-huh. existing that is neither warm or cold that I think we, that that I personally think I operate in mm-hmm. and am content with. Yeah, I think everyone will find where they uh, want to lie on the bell curve. But for me, I already have a very warm place, which is just among my friends and family. Uh, I I feel as though I already have like, a very like like the ideal for uh you know hunter gather human bands are like their maximum size is like 150 right mm-hmm. and they're very well 
sorry i don't know why i just started quoting like social psychology <laughs> like evolutionary psychology yeah sorry, Dude, I, the bullshit meter is kind of taken over <laughs> yeah, i triggered my own bullshit too, meter, yeah. Yeah. well, okay. well I, look i have a story here yes because okay, tell I, us a story. Uh, I, one thing i want to bring up is i feel like different cities have different levels of coldness warmness and i'm not talking about weather i'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about no, and I ain't talking about weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, I'm currently in New York, right? And I recently mm. had an experience. New York, notoriously known for being a place of cold stranger interactions, mm. where people mm. just yell at each other, and it's yeah, they're they like, go oh, about I'm business. walking here, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they throw your pizza right in your face and say, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, okay. But so I had an experience where I was at a kind of a small grocery store picking up some beverages mm. to have with my bro <laughs> okay. and some brewskis yeah what a cool guy and i went to check out and the the woman helping me asked do you want a bag and i said and actually no she didn't ask me that I, after i had bought my brewskis i went over and said could i have a bag and she oh, said okay. of course it'll be 10 cents and this it didn't really look like a chain grocery store it kind of looked like more of a mom and pop like corner store bodega type situation uh -huh. so i handed her a dollar and said sounds good and you can keep the change and then she gave me a look that she looked at me like i was absolutely insane and said why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> and i was like uh, i'm just gonna leave <laughs> I didn't say that, but I but I pretty much just walked out. I was like, "Wow!" I I mean, I thought I was just you. Yeah, you sick motherfucker. You thought they couldn't run a business. You thought they were some charity case. I, I, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I'm totally on this lady's side, man. I wait. So uh, uh, that is a okay. You that is a weird interpretation of this books. scenario. Well, what is your interpretation? Because the genuine reason that I gave the dollar wasn't really to be nice it was more because i always lose change i hate having it around because it always falls out of my wallet and and so i was like well might as well just give this nice grocery store a dollar and call it good right i'll take the bag and run because mm -hmm. uh, i was also in a rush so i was like i don't really need to wait for the change i kind of want to get to my location so it was more out of like practicality mm -hmm. i see but i think i know the real reason which is that you said this was an older uh person right no, I don't think so. I think she was like middle age. It could be a generation thing. Like when she was Maybe. young, a dollar like meant something. Well, exactly. And like, so 90 cents is most of a dollar. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. a dollar means nothing. I mean, I don't know if that, I don't think a dollar means nothing. I think that is a pretty, look, I agree. I would not do that because I want 90 cents. Like I, 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 that is valuable to me. Like mm -hmm. 10 cents is not all that, like there's not really much I could do with 10 cents unless I like store it somewhere. But with 90 cents, I could do something with 90 cents. Like I would want right. 90 cents. I mean, cents. the true thing is I need to get a change pull so I can like put my change. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I so I think the thing is like she, exactly, I agree with Wayne. I think she was like, that is a crazy move because like you're giving away too much. Like why, why would you do that was a genuine question. As in like, why would anybody make this maneuver? You know? Uh -huh. Like I, I, yeah. Which which I kind of get like I, that is a I I'm not gonna say it's an insane move of you to make Owen but it's it's out of the it's out of the ordinary you know all right okay see you know what maybe that's helpful maybe I just don't know when I'm being insane yeah yeah exactly so well yeah. okay I mean I think that I think that so my my issue right with with Wayne's with Wayne's let's uh, hear it 
idea is that I feel like you're taking something that's kind of necessary for living in a big city. Like we can't possibly be nice to everybody and warm to everybody and have like perfect empathy with everybody we see because there are simply like too many people, you know? And, but I think you're valorizing that to a degree that I don't agree with. Like I, I get that it's a necessity for living in a city, but it's in no way a deal. If anything, cities are the scam because they cause this feeling in us. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really think I believe that, but I do believe that it's not a deal. There's no way it's a deal. It's a necessity, not a deal. Yeah. The truth is that I just have this feeling and I like, I'm not, and, and basically, but I want to live in a city. And so essentially I just have to accept it and like, yeah, exactly. The social structure that I do have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very, I, very, I'm very fond of, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to deliver a final judgment on this one. Really? If, okay. Cause they, so do, you, do we have no more, do you have no more thoughts on this way? Did, did, yeah, you... well, I, I'm first giving Wayne the opportunity to, if you want to tell us more about this deal, I'm Oh, always... yeah. Like, I'm basically pretty, not, I, I'm not, I'm looking for the word that means, I'm pretty nihilistic about, like, local social change. Like, I have no, I, I feel as though I have no um, stake in, like, 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 I think I would like to be warmer to people around me. Like, I would like to make my neighborhood a warmer place to live. And I know Mm. that the only way you do that is by, like, being warmer yourself. But, like, even on my block, I feel like, even in my building, like, I feel like me being warmer has no impact on the climate. Like, people won't really, like, respond um, to what I'm, like, putting into the world. Okay, here's the thing about that, though, Wayne, that I have Mm -hmm. come to realize. Often we don't and can't like literally i mean self-awareness sure but and at a certain level we can't know the effect that out that you know the way we carry ourselves has on the other people on the people around us we can in some ways but sometimes you'll someone you'll interact with someone and if you say something particularly nice maybe they won't react but it's very possible later they'll be like damn that was really nice yeah yeah. uh you know, and so I think we don't always see how us being warm or cold can change how other people are feeling, but I think mm-hmm. it can, certainly, even if you don't see it. Yeah, that's true. See, this is an example of my established social network making me feel good about something that, you know, the larger society has failed to do. So thank you, Owen. Well, but you, early, you, you said you're cold, though. So wait a minute. Are you are... like, I'm saying like my mm-hmm. my friends and family are very warm ah. and society broadly is very cold. Yeah. See, so well, this... I don't associate you with being cold. Like, that's not how I think of the, the Wayne I know. So, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. We're both warm to each other, but like externally, I'm very cold. Yeah. Like beyond our, our immediate circle. Like, right it's it's i am people are cold to me and i am cold to other people like i yeah, and ice I, cold i i'm certainly colder like i'm much warmer with you guys obviously but i think that i i yeah ultimately I, I think what you said about like there's some kind of neutral point there you know where you're neither warm nor cold yeah. where you have to exert room no effort yeah exactly where you have to exert no effort and yet you are just not cold you know like you're not standoffish yeah but you're not exerting any effort to be warm. And I guess policy. I agree with that. 
I guess I agree with that, but that's kind of, I don't even know if I fully buy that because I do worry that I come across as cold when I'm not mm-hmm. exerting any effort to be warm. Well, I think the the part of this where I do get skeptical, and this goes back to something you said, Sandy, of not wanting to valorize being overtly negative, like overtly like cold to people, yeah. is yeah, I do I feel like there are a, there's a certain subset of people in New York who genuinely want to yell at each other yeah. <laughs> while they're outside. That is I, so adorable. And <laughs> I don't like that because I think it kind of just makes it, it kind of creates like a sense of violence in the air. Uh-huh. Like yeah. it's anyone like can shout fuck you at any point. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that is it's like the purge. a good that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. not a good thing. You know, yeah. that's not the kind of society I want to live in. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I think that's true. I feel like you're walking around in New York and you're just like like this old dude just wants to yell at me. Yeah, you there know? are people who want to get angry. Yeah, like, yell back. <laughs> but why? No, like, I, I don't I'm not want going to. to. That yeah, to me is much unpleasant. more effort. That is more 100%. effort than being warm. Yeah, I agree. No, 100. And like that level of like nervousness, like whenever mm-hmm. I walk around the Diamond District, I always see like these, I can say this, these old Jewish guys and they're like, <laughs> and they're, they're like on their phones Asterisk. and they're like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't give me my fucking money. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> my God. Yeah. And I, it's just like, you know, they're there and it makes me nervous. And I'm like, this is not pleasant. Dude, he's going to kill him if he doesn't give him his money. <laughs> he, he really wants his money, dude. He really wants that yeah. money. Cause you don't know what to do. Yeah, you're just yeah, walking yeah, by. Exactly. I'm like, I don't have his money. I mean, I can't <laughs> help him get his money. I don't know what I don't to want, do. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want Am anyone I to die. What do I, yeah, what do I do in this situation? And then I'm like, I can't. This is, I mean, this is a tangent, but it, like, it sucks that I don't trust the cops because I'm like, I know if I, it's like not in that situation, obviously, but if there were a different situation and like I was like, I mm-hmm. legitimately think this old Jewish man is going to kill a man. Then I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know what to do. What do you do? I like, I would, I'd be like, I guess I should call the cops, but like, yeah, I think I'd go get TSA. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you're in an airport. Yeah. So. I, hopefully you're in an airport. Or, or just like the local construction guys or maybe like the oh, local security. The oh, local uh, bus driver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, flag him down. Yeah. He should, he should be our new cop. The local <laughs> bus driver. <laughs> really prepared for the job yeah 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 let him carry yeah. a gun it'll be sick <laughs> it'll be awesome yeah all um, right i feel as though we've we've drifted from the core but, but i think we did come to a conclusion for this deal which is I, i've already delivered a bit of vile judgment i'll recap for a few seconds which is just that valorizing being shitty to people in public is i is stupid i think we can all agree mm. but you shouldn't I, I think my final judgment is there's a place in a neutral place where you're kind of neither overtly mean or overtly nice to people. Mm-hmm. And you don't really assume. I think a big thing is just not not thinking too much about how other people, you know, if someone looks mad, maybe they're not, maybe, you know, who yeah. cares? Yeah. So maybe not reading into the stuff we don't have to read in too much. Mm-hmm. Then when you hear someone say, I'm going to kill you if you don't give me the money over the phone, you gotta read into that a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's my final judgment. I don't think you've convinced me, Wayne, but nevertheless, it was a good talk. <laughs> Sandy, give me, give us this game. All right. So here's here's this week's game. It it, it also has to, uh, as the Joker would say, live in a society. 
Um, I don't think that actually made sense. What I, just I don't think the Joker said that. I think the Joker has said we live in a society. Yeah, potentially. Do you potentially. think the Joker? Let's place our bets. Do you think the Joker has said we live in a society? You it know what? Matter. I actually think he says that every day. Okay. <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, "Fuck, dude, we live in a society." Mm-hmm. And, okay, all right. We're, this is this is getting off topic. The, the the topic my scam is mm-hmm. movie discourse, right? Mm. I think that movie discourse is a big scam. Now, that being said, I talk about movies all the time. I am arguably constantly talking about movies. My mm. girlfriend is annoyed at me for how much I talk <laughs> about movies. And I mean, I, th- I, I like to think that she thinks it's cute, but I know she doesn't really think it's cute. <laughs> um, but okay, so I, I feel as though there, there are two, there, there's, there's, there's really two types of movie discourse and mm-hmm. like, that, that I'm going to touch on today that are a scam. And the first is blockbuster discourse, like not about the video store, the, the, the block, like oh, about blockbuster movies. I think, yeah, thank you. Um, I think that like blockbusters, like the Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and stuff have, have reached this point of like cultural ubiquity where a lot of people, myself included, feel obligated to see them, whether mm-hmm. we want to see them or not. Right. Like, I think that there's this expectation that, like, in order to adequately converse with, like, my coworkers or just a random person I meet in the street, I have to be able to talk cogently on these, on not, not everything necessarily, but, like, a small subset. Like, we need some kind of common ground, and the odds are that one of these big blockbuster movies is going to be that common ground, you know? I... And, and, and so I feel like, like I didn't see Dr. Strange too. And I felt bad about it, which is crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I legitimately woke crazy. up in the morning and be like, I got to see this. Like it was my job to see this movie. And it, I realized that it was like, I'm never going to see this movie. Like out of spite, you know, yeah. I was just like, fuck good. good. Like, why would I? And it's just really I, like, so have you guys ever had this sensation where you wake up in the morning, you're like, fuck, I guess I got to see the Batman or whatever, you know? Okay, so when I was 12 years old, I went to school. <laughs> good start, good start. And uh, there's all these kids, right? And they're all milling around. They're all standing in a circle. And there's one word that they keep saying, or two words, actually. Minecraft. Okay. Minecraft. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Craft, craft, craft. Minecraft. Okay. And I was like, fuck, I got to get on, get in on this Minecraft shit yeah. so I can have some friends. Yeah. So I went home and I was like, mom, I need Minecraft yeah. <laughs> so mom, I please. can have friends. Can we go mom, to Target please. and get some Minecraft? Yeah, mom, please? please. And your mom's like, we have Minecraft at home. <laughs> and it, it's, it's Roblox. Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. yes. That anyway, was incredible. So, Perfect. So I got episode. Minecraft, right? I went back to school. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, hey, guys, mine, mine, craft, craft. And they were like, no, two <laughs> new words, Skyrim, 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 Skyrim. And I went home and I was like, mom, I need, I need Skyrim. And was, did you get Skyrim? My, no, my mom was like, we have Skyrim at, ho- at home. It's <laughs> and it was called Minecraft. Oblivion. Oh, okay. oh. Wait, wasn't yeah. Oblivion like the first Skyrim? I don't know. It was the, the it was Skyrim. the fourth, you idiot. Oh, I should have known. That's what I'm fifth. saying. See, Owen, I Owen is know. brave. <laughs> Owen is brave right now because Owen doesn't know shit. And Owen is just like, I don't know shit, man. Yeah. And that's you're just gonna have to accept me for who I am. Skyram was the right? first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, so so the first thing is like uh-huh. is like 
you don't need to see it just be like if someone wants to talk yeah. to you about doctor strange yeah. 2 you don't have you can do what i do with you which is when i'm like when like what's a good oh like last night in soho right like uh-huh. i have not seen last night in soho you guys talk about it constantly yeah we don't talk about it constantly it is not that good of a movie you know i've actually, actually never heard sandy talk about this movie <laughs> Kath and I talk about it. You know yeah. what I do when you guys talk about last night in Soho? I'm like, oh, like, what happened in last night in Soho? Yeah. And you guys are like, oh, dude, last night in Soho, uh-huh. Matt Smith was a prost, like, <laughs> did something, you know? And you guys talk about that? last night in Soho. Matt and I Smith listen and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I don't need to watch this movie. And the second thing is that, um, is that these cultural touch points are like awesome. They're so awesome. Like, I don't know if you were alive when The Force Awakens came out, but it was like so awesome. I was, I was amped. I was like, and talking to people who were also amped was a lot of fun. And the same thing happened with um, Avengers Endgame. It was awesome. It was like the biggest social crutch of my life. I could have walked up to an old lady and been like, yo, Avengers Endgame. And she would have been like, dude, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> So see, this this to me is interesting, though, because I feel like this is, if anything, playing into Sandy's fears more of being yeah, like, exactly. I do have to see these blockbuster movies. Because then I can't to relate to an old people. lady. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I the, the, I think the way, the thing Wayne said first, which is that you may, might have not seen Doctor Strange, but you've seen a superhero movie, a Marvel movie. So yes, you can engage with people who have seen it. Yeah. No, without having to give an opinion you know you can kind of just listen to what they're saying and be and be like oh that's interesting that reminds me yeah, of this exactly. and well yeah you know so you can't see you can't be in it you can't like you can't be the person who's in the know you know like you yeah. have to you have to let them be the person who's in the know and you have right. to be like what'd you think like how's dr strange like oh do you see dr strange in like no way home like like and that's how you talk yeah because yeah. like okay I so Sandy, you asked a question when you when you first brought this up, which is have we have we experienced this? Oh, getting yes, up in the morning and being like, "Fuck, I gotta go see, I gotta go see Morbius." Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go see Morbius. And uh, to be completely honest, no, I have really never felt never that way. felt that. Okay, and fair. Because I think fairly early on, and by early on, I mean like three years ago, I mm. ha- I, I did see the Force Awakens, and I was just like. Wait, was the Force Awakens the one where they kiss? What or was that? Oh, you be the Rise Rilo. of Skywalker. Yeah, I saw the Rise uh, of Skywalker. Yeah, fucking and Chewbacca I... and Leia kiss finally. Then yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Exactly, and then yeah, and I was just so disappointed, and I was like, this. There's no pressure that can get me to want to watch movies. The only thing that can yeah. get me to want to watch a movie is someone telling me it's good and being like, it's genuinely good. Yeah. It, you'll like it. That yeah. gets me interested being, but like, I'm probably never going to see the last Avengers end game end game. <laughs> yes. End game. Yeah. yeah. I haven't so seen it. Good. Maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will someday yeah. if it comes up and if it does, I'll be happy to watch it. But yeah. as of now, I have not. Well, that's the thing. So I really respect that about you, Owen, because I oh, feel you, as Sam. though, like peer pressure has a greater effect on me than like somebody telling me to watch something. Like if somebody mm. recommends something highly and I trust that person, like then I will watch it. Like, so I watched burning on Owen's recommendation and oh, oh. burning is one of the best movies I've ever seen. I fucking love that movie. Dude. I love it's an incredible movie. And I, Owen watched master and commander on my recommendation. Oh, and, and that movie was so good. Holy Owen shit. literally watched it the night that I recommended it to them. And like, yeah. that's, 
that was sick. It was a great feeling because I was like, nobody else would just watch it the same night. You know, I feel like that is just like you also got lucky. So you got lucky. I did. Okay, because it was the per- I, yeah. it was the perfect night for <laughs> yeah, you to yeah, tell yeah. me to watch that movie. I was yeah. in the perfect mental state to jump uh-huh. on board. Yeah, but you're yeah, right yeah. that I do love jumping on board when yeah. I get when I hear something like that. That's fair. So I, it was partially timing, but yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately the lesson is that like people aren't gonna like me if I play Minecraft. Like whether I play <laughs> Minecraft or whether I don't play Minecraft has no bearing on whether people like me or not. So yeah. I guess yeah. that's ultimately the lesson that I should just chill out. So maybe I am the problem. Maybe well, I'm the, my before, own scam. Before we decide if you're the problem, you got to tell us about the second kind of movie okay. discourse. Yeah. So the second type of movie discourse is Oscar discourse, right? Oh, and this was, this was actually show, brought up by our producer, Catherine. She, she, she gave me this idea. And I realized that it is equally as potent. Mm-hmm. And I would argue less. It's less. Um, it's less toxic, I think. In the sense that like it, convinces me to watch movies that i end up liking more because like marvel i have nothing against marvel movies like or like the big block but or like Same. i love certain big blockbusters i would argue master commander is just it's just an action movie and i right. fucking love that yeah movie. that movie like, did have so a budget good. of like huge i think it was like 160 million budget what the fuck i didn't know that that's crazy and let's, it was let's in say, a time, i'll look it up it was in a time when that was much less common like yeah. right like 160 million dollars these days is like yeah you know it's like Joker costs like 75, I think. And people were like, that's so cheap. Like, what the hell? And like, that's insanity. Like, that is not cheap. Yeah. Um, so, so the quick fact is the budget for Master and Commander was 150 million. That's insane. And then it brought in, in the box office, 211.6 million. So yeah, it did so, profit. I mean, it, that is not like a hit, but I guess that is, yeah, that's a, that's profit, you know, because it's like, that doesn't yeah. count for marketing. But yeah, I mean. But that's a big, big budget. Yeah, that's a huge budget. Like that is a, that is a, um that is a, that is like a classic blockbuster movie, you know, and I love it. So I'm nothing yeah. against blockbusters. That being said, I think that like the movies that are nominated for like best picture are typically the movies I go to see because of Oscar discourse. Like sometimes I would have seen them anyway. Like with Nightmare Alley, I was really excited for that movie. And then it got nominated for Best Picture, just totally separate from me being excited about it. But like, I, I honestly don't know if I would have been excited for, say, like something like Coda, if I had, if it had not been nominated for Best Picture. And I like, like Coda's good. Like, I'm really glad I saw that movie. So I think that, I think that it's the same. And Licorice Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our Licorice Pizza. Yeah, licorice Catherine pizza. just held up a note that just yeah, said yeah. Licorice <laughs> pizza. pizza. You're right. Okay, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Catherine. Yeah, no. Licorice Pizza is another movie that I, I would have heard about had it not been for the Oscars, but I don't know if I ever would have seen it. Like, I don't know if I ever really would have seen it. Like, I would have been like, oh, I'll wait till it, like, comes on Netflix or something, you know, and I'll get around to it. But I, I liked it. I, I like, well... I mean, it had a lot of problems. The, the, <laughs> Kath and I saw it together and we walked out just like flabbergasted by the ending. Like the ending is absolutely insane. But can I guess what the ending is? Yeah, based guess on what the ending only is. knowing the title and poster of this movie. <laughs> so I think yes, the, ending, the ending, they, they drive their car into the ocean. Okay. And there's, there's a time machine in the ocean that takes them back to the first time they met. How close? Huh. How close am I? pretty far but like emotionally (laughs) not that far i would argue that emotionally that kind of hits the similar beats as interesting as the actual ending of the movie should we spoil 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Spoilers for Licorice Pizza. They, it's this. The whole re- the whole movie is about like a relationship between like a a younger man who's like fifteen and this older woman who's twenty five, and at the end of the movie. The, the whole movie that's just like this romantic tension and you think oh it's like it's a learning experience for both of them they're both going to realize that actually they're kind of bad for each other and this mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because even beyond their age difference it is no, it doesn't make sense their relationship is kind of insane okay. and and you think okay that works and then at the end they have this crazy romantic scene where they run into each other's arms and kiss and then there's this 80 hard line that's like i love you gary and that's the final line of the movie it's it's very bizarre and i i think that maybe it like went over my head like maybe i'm missing something and it was like actually secretly genius but like it seems insane to end this movie that way okay i feel like so this is i think is a perfect example of what i believe movie discourse can be which Mm -hmm. is that i haven't seen this movie but i Mm -hmm. already i have something to say about what about this ending Uh uh-huh because yeah. the the idea that you have to add a kiss to the end of a romance movie, mm-hmm. obviously not all romance movies, but for example, the Pride and Prejudice with uh, what's Kira Knightley that was released. Yeah, in yeah, the US, yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't originally have that scene at the end where they kiss, and then and in the UK out. version, it still didn't. I think exactly, but movies, American yeah. audiences were like, "Oh, they got a." So maybe this is that kind of. Maybe this is a bit of that, or I don't know. I mean. Maybe that honestly seems like a more logical explanation than like the filmmaker just deciding to put it in because it sort of feels regressive in like it, it feels like it, it doesn't support the themes as I understood them of the movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And but so it could have been studio interference. I don't know. But I mean, OK, we're getting away from the topic. The point is the point that, yes, is, the, yes, the, I saw this movie because of Oscar's discourse. Right. Yes. And I think that it was a worthwhile experience. Ha- however bonkers the movie is. Um, I think it was worth seeing for sure. And I think that's, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm happy that this, that this pressure, that the social pressure forced me to see a movie I might not have otherwise seen. Um, because as much as I love movies, I watch a lot of movies at home. I don't go to the theater probably as much as I, want to or as much Uh as i I feel like i should um so so that was good but i guess ultimately like it cuts both ways but i think on balance it is a bad thing because it like forces me to see movies that i don't really want to see yeah wayne do you have any thoughts oh it forces you okay well that's the thing exactly my thought yeah so maybe ultimately i am my own scam yeah well i mean there is something to be said about I think the scam here, at least in my view, is is the pressure to consume anything. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, be like if me. you don't don't consume anything, just sit in your house and um, record your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Can I'm uh, watch or read or listen to whatever you want? It's just don't do don't do it because you feel pressured. Yeah, don't don't do it to be in the know. Because yeah. there's even, too much yeah. content and you'll never achieve it. So that's, don't that's true. You will never be in the know for everything. And like Oscar discourse, I can agree, can be kind of fun, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. It's kind of, it is a bit fun to engage in. But even that, the movies I watch are often, I mean, often not even the ones that win. Yeah. And I think I feel I think of it more as just a a recommendation system than yeah a, a pressure you know like it's just a collection of things 
to recap a year. And you know what? I can treat that a bit as a recommend as a list of recommendations. Like yeah, Obama's that's a good. That's a really good take. Yeah. Also, one more thing about being in the know. Yeah, I think um, I'm actually sure there are some people who are just like in the know about you know the cultural moment. There. Okay. Like, um, that's I agree completely, Wayne. What like do, who people who like review movies or like yes. professionally produce content, like you know people who like live on Twitter for a living. You know, yes. I'm sure there's people who like who love content, like love the internet, like love movies and TV and like all they do is watch movies and like TV. Okay, mm-hmm. Wayne, this, this, this leads me into something I wanted to say about Sandy's, Sandy's scam here, which is that there is, I have to, I have to shout out here. There is a, a reviewer, a professional movie critic on NPR named Justin Chang mm-hmm. who has never led me astray. I have watched really? every single movie Justin has recommended, and they are all bangers. That's why I saw Drive My Car, and why I'm planning to see the new Top Gun, because apparently it's an extremely entertaining. <laughs> I've and... also heard really good things. And so Catherine was on the Top Gun train before, uh-huh. before like Catherine was like, we got it, like, we should go see Top Gun, Sandy. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's worth seeing. And I was like, it seems lame. I don't give a shit about Top Gun. Who cares? It's just guys flying planes. <laughs> and apparently it's amazing. So Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, for me, this whole scam leads back to how we decide what we want to watch or what we want to consume. And for me, it's all about listening to people who I think, you know, have thought about this stuff a lot and trying to see what they saw. And so when Justin Chang ro- drops a review and says, yo, this movie is good, I get really excited. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is a pressure in a way, but it's a very positive pressure. Yeah. Um, one that I want to follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I've heard reviewers as a model. Like, don't worry about stars. Don't worry about Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Find uh-huh. a reviewer who you, like, consistently like, who's exactly. taste you agree with. Uh-huh. That's true. I mean, I don't, like, I, but that's, I, I guess that's true. I, I feel, I've, I find it difficult to find, I don't have that reviewer, right? Because I feel like every, every reviewer has, has maybe i'm not consistent enough in following them but i feel like for the most part i just they let me down eventually check out justin like i'm telling you i, I listen to a lot of mark commode and like uh-huh. i i like a lot of what he has to say it's always interesting to hear what he has to say no matter what but i often disagree with him like i find him a, a very interesting and i think it's worth disagreeing with the reviewers you respect but i find i i find that i disagree with a lot of like that movie dog with channing tatum he was like i haven't seen that one it's a fun movie. It's cute. Dog Island. I like it. It's, no, it's called. There's no such movie as Dog Island. That's a video game. Oh, Wait, what's think. the movie with the dogs on the island? I think it's Isle of Dogs. You're thinking of. That's... <laughs> All right. But yeah, so the I, I think ultimately you're right though. I just gotta find a reviewer who I agree with more often than I don't, and then just but take those. Right. Not even a single reviewer. It could uh-huh. be a collection of reviewers. Yeah. Yeah. Your some can be your friends, some could be your enemies, maybe even your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm ready to deliver final judgment on this game, which I kind of That's already it. have. Uh-huh. Which is that I do think I do think there is a scam here, which is the pressure to watch something to be in the know is is absolutely a scam. But I think there's also a deal in that there are ways to positively direction yourself towards finding new and interesting and 
you know, mind changing media. Yeah. And those are good. Yeah. Those are deal. All right. I, I, I'll, I'll get on board with this. I agree. One more thing about Oscar's discourse. Do you yeah. guys remember when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? No, I, I don't think I heard about that. Do <laughs> I, yeah, don't actually, worry this is about the first the time hearing thing. about this. Let's refrain from that discussion. Uh-huh. Wait, Let's when do the did meta discussion. You are sh- you're sh- you're <laughs> fucking with me, Owen. So I'm gonna ignore you. Okay, yeah, um, you're right. I am fucking with you. There's a we need to discuss like the meta discussion around that because I love like walking up to people who I hadn't seen in like a week or like longer, uh-huh. and then being like, "Hey, like Wilson was slapped Chris Rock," and I was like, "Yeah, like Wilson slapped Chris Rock," and we just talk about it, and that's all we would say. It was so fun. That's true. You know what? My mm. brother and I are very different people, um, but like my younger brother, but we could talk. We had a lot to say. We both had a lot to say about the Chris Rock slap. So, I mean, it brings families together. What can I say? It was worth it. Oh, Crit- mm. Will Smith should slap 100 Chris Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Cut that out. Gather, cut that out. We're, we're, cut that out. Best friends Stop, cut the all episode. of our families. <laughs> cut the episode. Okay. Thank you for listening to Deals and Scams. Don't forget to write, re- write a review on iTunes. I'm going to go slap us- Wayne. No, don't slap Wayne. We're Will gonna- Smith should slap me. And oh, actually, see, the thing is, that. Wayne wants to be slapped by an angry New Yorker. We're, we're and Wayne wants to slap angry New Yorkers. Wayne is, Wayne is holding the episode hostage. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This I'm- has been a fantastic episode of deals and scams oh, thank you very episode. much for listening on our very next episode episode 10 we are going to do one shot for every single review that you leave positive negative maybe how about this if it's a negative review we'll do a, shot, a gross shot no we won't do that but we'll, we'll definitely do some shots and we'll read the review clap 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 another perfect episode another perfect episode sweet <laughs>